You know Tom Parry. Matthew. I have Boyle. This odd feeling of deja vu. Deja vu. Yes. Why are you speaking like a robot? I don't know. Shall I do the whole podcast like a robot? Um. Yeah, a very a robot who's been smoking twenty packs a day. But Tom Parry, you are you are leaving Denmark again? Again, yeah, deja vu. Yeah, this is it. It is. Um, well, for a little while at least. Exactly. Well, let's get into it. It's Tom on my attack. So it is true. This is our last face-to-face for probably a face little while. Face. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, it's Daft how, Punk reference. How many Daft Punk references can we get into? <laughs> At least one more time. Episode. Let's... Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, my. Now I'm thinking too hard about it. Harder, better, faster, stronger? Or are you just oh. thinking too hard? Oh. Too much. Too long. Too well, long. Actually, yeah. Yes. Can you feel it? I could go too on all day long. with this. Can you feel it? I've got, I've got Daft Punk long. wired into me, Tom. So As we were just talking about yeah. Daft Punk, now we used to play Random Access Memories, but yes. we used to share a flat together, so we're all getting very reminiscent and teary-eyed. Yes, well, uh, me literally, because there was something in my eye before oh, the okay. podcast, but not like I'm, I'm not trying to say to the listening mm. audience, like, oh, I was crying. No, there was something in my eye. No, it's genuinely, I think yeah. I touched my eye and yeah, I had okay. um, insanity sauce on it, so I had to go wash that out. Not very pleasant, Tom. What Much like insanity? you leaving me. <laughs> um, insanity sauce is a very spicy sauce. It's very oh. nice. However, it is very hot. Okay, hence why it's called insanity sauce. I wouldn't go so far as to say you have to be insane to try it because it's mm-hmm. not that hot, but it is hot. Put it that way. Mm. That makes any and, sense. And Matt Ball can take hot I can take stuff. the heat, Tom. He can take the heat. Yeah, he can stay in the kitchen. I can. I can dance into the fire. Is that fatal kiss? Yeah. Is all you need. That's that yeah. is also another one of the those vinyls you just of picked the up. Single view to a kill, view mm-hmm. to a kill, a fatal kiss. I was wondering what that sounded like. Yes. Anyhow, we're here to talk about video games because <laughs> we tend to have to remind ourselves sometimes. Um, Tom Perry, I have a small confession to you sure. uh, that I need to make. I haven't actually posted up last week's podcast. I know. Yet. I'm well aware. Um, sorry. Uh, I <laughs> I've been. I don't know if I mentioned it on last week's podcast. Um, but I've been doing this national novel right month i've heard um and i've been slowly killing myself trying to hit fifty thousand words because crazy yeah but i'm almost there priority straight i know i'm sorry (laughs) i'm sorry to the listening audience as well because they listen to this podcast now and they're like god they're talking about the playstation classic four weeks after that thing was oh we're not talking about that again. pokemon's already been out yeah but they've got oh that one that was last week yeah um but have you been how was your trip to (laughs) romania the trip was fantastic but I wasn't in the finest form for the trip, unfortunately. No. Uh, prior to the trip, I'd gotten a bit sick. Uh, yes. And it just got a bit worse than I was expecting. And I lost my voice at one point, you know. It, yes. And I wonder how long that going to last for. Can I still podcast when I get back? Exactly. But thankfully, it may not be to its usual standard. Again, smoky robot. Um, but uh, it is here, and I'm happy to be able to do this last face-to-face podcast before Return to UK. Yeah. Yeah. And you never know, in the future, maybe you will be back again. And there's a, there's a good chance uh, I, I will be back uh, yes. in, in um, Denmark. That's where we are, isn't it? Yes, it is, Denmark. <laughs> that That is the name of the place, yeah. Yes. But yeah, so, oh, well and good. So Bram Stoker's castle and... Not Bram Stoker's personal castle. The one TM. that's... Yeah. <laughs> The one that's considered Dracula's castle is called Bran Castle in, yes. in Romania. Yes, went on a trip to Romania. It's worth a visit. Yes. Uh, some, saw some fantastic things. Uh, very unique landscapes. Did you go um, inside? The castle, yes. Um, did you have to get about by jumping on swinging chandeliers? The ceilings weren't that high. If you punched the walls, was there like pot roasts in them? Did you check? Can you confirm or deny the pot roasts in the walls? 
But there were some little um, crannies, nooks and crannies in right. the walls, which could have contained... A pot roast at some a point. A pot roast. Someone but, had been there uh, before you then. You know, I think, yeah, someone had been there filling up there. Not health. Yeah, health. Yes. Isn't it? It so is The hearts health. don't give you health in No, they don't. But they the, give the you special powers. Uh, did you punch any candles and get a cross <laughs> I or wish I had. Now, now, when I was in there, I was not thinking about reenacting... The video game Castlevania. Well, uh, you're a disappointment to us all, surely. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was very sick, though, still. I was still feeling a little bit under the weather, so I was just trying to get by. Yes. And I could hardly talk that day. But, you know, yeah. maybe if you'd have eaten some wall pot roast, maybe you would have been fine. Oh, I'm just damn. saying. You know, we're all in hindsight, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> 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 Although, during my trip, I did play a little bit more Pokemon. Yes. Uh, which I gather you've also continued a little. I have, yes. How um, far would we say you are? I am at Brock. Uh, however, what? Just I, at Brock? Well, you see, Tom, I played with you after we podcasted last week, and I played a little bit on Sunday before bedtime. Like what? A couple of hours in? However, all of my Pokemon are level 30. Already at Brock? Yeah. My Pokemon level 30, and I'd just beat Erica. Um, our good That's friend, the fourth gym leader. Our good friend Cody told me that his Pokemon were only at like level 49 when he beat uh, the Elite Four. I think, yes, there's some things that I've come to realise about this particular Pokemon game, playing it a bit more, that it is incredibly user-friendly to the point where you can get by with your starting Pokemon yes. uh, pretty well. In fact... There's a possibility, as Cody said to me, that it's possible to do the Elite Four probably with just your Pikachu or your Eevee. Yes. Uh, because they seem to be quite powerful. You do get opportunities to power them up uh, quite regularly. Yes. People give you Pikachu candies or Eevee candies that will power them up, and uh, they do seem to be incredibly strong. Yes. And I can see why that is there. Yes. As a like um, safety net for those newcomers they can always fall back on that Pokemon and I also do okay. think that may have something to do with, in hindsight, thinking about it, uh, with what we talked about in the last week's podcast that nobody's mm. heard yet, is that uh, this IV training thing in Pokemon, because there are so many powerful Pokemon in Pokemon Go, I think maybe the Pokemon company decided, hey, maybe we should try and balance that out by making your starter Pokemon at least very powerful. Mm. So maybe that's the reason for that. Maybe they were afraid that too many people would be disheartened by playing people who've been hardcore into Pokemon Go and have these like perfect IV Pokemon, which is oh, super strong. Oh, so giving those who haven't played Pokemon Go a really strong Pokemon. Yes, at least one of them, yeah. Mm. Because as soon as I get to that stage where I can get there, I'm going to pull in a lot of strong Pokemon. and then. I think, I think yes, you may have a point there. Um, I'd say my Pokemon, I feel, are pretty strong and they can hold their own in battle to the levels they are. I, I've got a Bulbasaur that's now a Venusaur that yeah. I caught very early on that seems pretty powerful. And my Sandshrew is now a Sandslash. My Butterfree seems to be a force to be reckoned with. Uh, yeah, which is a change. So, yeah. Uh, but he has, it has a nice variety of moves, Butterfree does. And going back to the starting Pokemon, there's some opportunities in the game to learn these moves which seem to be unique to pokemon let's go yes zippy zap for pikachu yeah. quite early on and uh, late i've just come to a point where i can teach pikachu a flying attack wow as well but you get thunder really early yeah before level 30 wow you get thunderbolt must be like level 20 25 something like that i think i've got thunderbolt yeah you get it quite yeah. early on and then you got so you got like there's too many moves really yeah too many good moves you get with pikachu you never get any like really well i think he's been offered agility at one point and yeah status boosting moves like that but yeah I, have you dressed up your uh pokemon yet uh no i haven't i haven't got that far so <laughs> i've got the formal wear now which okay. you get when you get to lavender town right and i've um combined that with the brown glasses you can buy from yes. seldon city and i must say my pikachu is looking pretty fly he also but he has a to offset it all he has a diglett cap which uh that's what we're playing for i was playing with my good friend austin our good friend austin and um he insisted that uh, Pikachu I give the Pikachu cap. the Diglett cap. It's understandable. And yes, he's got a really unique look going on now. Yes. Okay. Does he look like if you were to take the Diglett cat off like a Pikachu gangster might with this formal suit and his sunglasses? He he looks like someone from like Peaky Blinders. Okay, yeah. I think. I can see that. Yeah. 
And, and also you can wear the corresponding outfit yourself. So yes. It's quite cool. You can... So you're you're walking around dressed up like Giovanni then the, the head yeah, of Team you, Rocket. You can get the Team Rocket outfits. You can. You know Our that? friend Cody yes, has them. You know that. Yeah, that's why you spoke to Cody too. I did. Yeah, I actually showed me his Pokemon. He was um, <laughs> he was going into the cave, uh, the secret cave, to get me to when I was mm, wow, on yeah. the bus with him. So we're uh, we were doing some trading the other day, and he's trading over to the Pokemon that needed to be traded. To yeah, evolve. he had a Graveler. Still the yeah, same, yeah. yeah. So he's got all them now. I ended up with a Gengar out of all that, yeah. which was great because being a big fan of Gengar, yeah, and always always surprised no matter how many times I see it, the size of Gengar. Yes, when I was a, a kid, Pokemon. I did not imagine that Pokemon to be that big. No, but. Yeah, it's that's true. how it goes. Actually, is... all of I know you can't play it, Tom, so I don't want to rub it in your face. But a lot of what the outfits on Pokemon Go at the moment are Gengar themed for Halloween. There's oh. like Gengar beanies and stuff. I was oh, like, wow. I'd wear one of those if it was real life. I mean, around the house, more Gengar, so I like, accessories. But... more Gengar accessories are better. Yes, exactly. Uh, the game. Yeah, I played for the first time on the TV today. Have you yeah. played it on the TV? Yet? I have not. Uh, right. I... Well, that changes it. A, quite a bit in my opinion the control and actually swinging that uh what's it called the joy-con, joy-con to to catch pokemon feels a lot more intuitive than pressing a yeah i feel i can get the great and excellence uh, a lot easier the timing it seems to feel more natural i guess because that's because that's the mechanic that introduced pokemon go yeah the swiping mechanic which which annoys me because the swiping mechanic isn't there and i've got those excellent throws down with the swiping no, mechanic yes so it was actually quite fun. And I also found I could do like an extra move for Pikachu. Right. Uh, by shaking the uh, Wii, not Wii Remote, Joy-Con during oh, the, really? the, the match. Okay. Like some super move that seemed to just do a lot of damage. And I don't really understand what that was. But it seemed no. like a last ditch attempt move if you're losing. You just wave it around and you just do super move. Okay. It just seemed. Please tell us what that is if you, if you happen to know. Uh, there's, there's new things I'm discovering in the game. Also, playing it with Austin today in, in cooperative mode, uh, unless you're actually just doing battles, which mm-hmm. is incredibly one-sided it becomes when you've got two against one, uh, it's quite, I think, quite boring for the other player, especially yeah. if you're just wandering around houses talking to people. Well, I see the thing is, I, I don't think it's supposed to be played by a, a somewhat sentient adult. I think it's mostly supposed to be, hey, here's something for your kids to do if you want to play Pokemon. Maybe, but there are a lot of... Uh, parts in the game where you might not be that interested in playing yeah. as a second player i i can see it yeah perhaps there's a lot of parts of that game where i'm not interested in being the first player either but there we go it, it is incredibly cool though just to be able to shake out the other remote and say yeah here you enjoy. go have a go and join in yeah. have a go we can do some battles together we can help catch pokemon together which yeah. is probably the greatest thing you can do cooperatively because then you can get those multipliers, you can help level up your Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, the game does become incredibly easy when you have two people. We did uh, beat Erica. It's, yeah. And, you know, uh, someone in the gym says, uh, if you've got fire or a bug Pokemon, we're going to be, you know, in trouble. And of yeah. course, what did we use in Butterfree and Charmeleon throughout the whole gym? In yeah. Basically slaughtering them. <laughs> Uh, it did feel very... <laughs> Even the women and children. Yeah, it's all women in Erica's gym. Yeah. And actually, they seem to have changed some of the game because outside the gym, there's an old man looking through the window. And oh, he okay. thinks straight away, oh, we're yeah. the old man. And I remember him saying, this gym's great, it's full of women. Yeah. I think back in the original game. Yet uh, this game says, oh, this gym's great, it's full of uh, tough trainers or strong yeah, trainers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know what that should say, Yeah. but it doesn't. Yeah, so yeah. They, they, they've been a bit safe with their translation wow. there, but it's obvious why he's there. Yeah. Why there's an old Ogling pervy man looking through the window. Okay, the, uh, young ladies. But then you go into the um, in Celadon City. You go into the development thing, development team, and you talk. To, I'm the game di- writer or director or something, and he says, "I love all the women in the game. Erica's my favorite, and I like Misty, and I like this woman, this woman." Yeah. It's like, well, okay, so yeah. you just say you fancy all the girls in the game. So that's a similar thing. It is, yeah, but you yeah. know, I guess that's because it's attached to the dirt. I don't know, Tom, it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, still got plenty to say about uh, it, the game, and I'm still playing it. And I'm about 10 hours in, four badges. Um, it's good, and I'm catching lots of Pokemon. There's a great opportunity to catch lots of different Pokemon, too. Yeah. I've also got that metal thing Cody traded me that, because I've got Pokemon Go, so yes. he got another yeah. one of them that he gave to me. 
What's that called? That exclusive I can't one. It's like a metal. The the weird thing with a screw for a head. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, it's a nut, more of a nut, I'd say. Yes. For a head. Yes. Yeah. Metal nut. Yeah, I'm like I said, I just wasted like forty minutes, I think, while you were here last week. Yeah, catching like what twenty five no, odd I, issues. I caught in the end, I caught like forty five. Oh, did and you? I would have got more than that had you not gone like, hey, go into Brudian Forest and catch them because they were tougher to catch there. I wasn't able oh, to just throw right. the ball at them like I was on the thing, and then it broke my streak. But I did manage to catch like twenty four Pikachu's or something. Well, that's good. Now you can get a Pikachu and get him really powered up. Yeah. yeah, and then it keeps just like rolling and rolling and rolling yeah. with the XP, and then yeah, I got a got an Ivy saw that I'd caught there. I caught a Ven- uh, Bulbasaur. Yeah, then I've almost got a Pidgeot now. <laughs> yeah, it's funny the way it works. It's, it's really, really dumb. It's really broken. Uh, you I saw be able somebody to do it. Uh, online had caught about 170 odd Gastlys. Yeah. I was like, wow, and I've got a Gengar and no Gastlys now. Yeah. If I'd have like had a Ghastly, got all the other Ghastlies and I've given it the uh, Ghastly candy yes. or whatever they call it. Um, I probably would have a really strong Gengar now. Yeah. But I'd have to like have multiple Gengars, would I? And no, then give them I think no, it... you would have to have multiple Ghastlies. You can still go off Ghastly yeah. and then give them to Gengar. Yes. Then... Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's fun to have new mechanics to play with within the game. Yes. You know, having played the old games to death. Mm-hmm. When you think about it, you might have played blue and then maybe you decided yellow um, to try out the extra stuff in that, like yeah. the Pikachu. And then go and silver, you got to go back to Kanto and play through those old games again. Yep. Uh, so, And then if you got uh, Leaf Green or Fire Red, you've probably played them once more. And then if you've played Soul Silver and, and Heart Gold, you've yeah. got to go back to Kanto again in those yeah. games and do all that again. Yeah, you do. So... Yeah, I don't think they can do this again. The original game. Maybe. I mean, not. it's a well loved game and it is very classic still, and I'm enjoying playing the game, but it has been the same game recycled for a long time. I'm happy. Maybe you can do Gold and Silver again. You can do Ruby and Sapphire. I was going to say, if they do like Let's Go um, Cyndaquil, I'm going to be all over that Let's game. Let's Go Cyndaquil. Yeah. But Heart Gold and Soul Silver are really good. And still, for me, I think the game, re- Pokemon 2 is really hit its stride with gold and silver yeah pokemon gold and silver is still my favorite yeah. second gen is still the best for me yeah there's some strong pokemon designs as well but it's it's those gameplay mechanics that they refined within gold and silver yeah that are really good i mean you can i mean fire what's it called fire red and leaf green also yeah. had some of those nice qualities about them mm-hmm. that were inherited from those sequels so yeah I've played through Gold and Silver way too many times, though. Honestly, oh. like I've played through Gold and Silver, I think more than I've played through uh, Red, Blue, and Yellow. Yeah. Because I, I, I've told this on the podcast before. Right? I, I played all of Silver on an emulator. Yes. Then I bought a Japanese car because I've played it so much that I knew where I should go for everything, so I didn't yeah. even really need the English. Then I imported it from America. When that came out, yeah. I played it to death, and then I sold that because I didn't have money, and then I bought it again on wow. a European release. And so you have a strong bond with that game. Fucking love that game so much. Yeah, always silver. I never, I, I put, I've, I own gold. I played gold. Like it's always silver that I end up beating though. Like Lugia. Yeah, it makes you think maybe those ones that people haven't had the opportunity to play as much, like black and white or. Uh, yeah, black and white would be a prime one. Maybe da- Diamond and Pearl. You know, those games could have another lease of life if they were remade. But you could argue they're not as good. I don't think they are. That was that would be my. They they improve a lot of quality of life stuff about Pokemon. They do every time. Yeah, but there are some interesting story things going on within those <sighs> later games. I think Black and White has that strange uh, story about the N character yeah and there's always that recurring thing about people using pokemon as tools yeah exactly i don't know man like (coughs) i i never i played through pearl i played through black i just well famously for me diamond and pearl was one where i fell off pokemon yeah me too and i i won because i i to be honest with you i never played uh ruby or emerald i know a ruby or uh sapphire sorry Mm. 
Emerald came out and they had it in my local uh, video shop yeah. like a week or two before it should have actually yeah. come out. And I was like, oh, yeah. I'm getting that. Yeah. It's an Australian import of it. So I bought that and then I played it and like fell in love with Pokemon again. Yeah. And then I won a copy of Pearl in a competition. Okay. So I got a free copy of that. But then I played it a little bit. I was like, oh, I'm not really feeling this. And I saw it was 30 quid trading. Yeah, I traded my copy. So I traded it well in pretty Mario much immediately. I can't remember what I got with it. Uh, but it was Soul Silver that got me back on. Yeah. So the power of that, those two yeah. entries in the series, is still very strong. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, I feel that this this game, the Let's Go series, over the years, Pokemon has made, become more and more user friendly. Yes. To the point where this is user friendly to, to the, extreme. the extreme. Yeah. And you can either view that as a great thing, or maybe. Okay, maybe that's too user-friendly. Yeah, it is for sure the most child-friendly version of Pokemon. I mean, all that idea of not having to teach HMs, having yeah. your starting Pokemon be able to take them on, not even as moves, but as abilities. Yeah, because that sucked. Like, I really it took really the enjoyment sucked. And the out of it. they've actually changed it is pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's nice. I love seeing the Pokemon on the field. I said it probably last time, but you're not being attacked by... Uh, Zubats in caves yes. that you can avoid them is incredibly refreshing. That's one of the worst things about Pokemon. I mean, like for me, that random battles have always been a part of RPGs, so I don't really mind it that much. But yeah, I do appreciate now that I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to wander around until I find a Bulbasaur. There's a Bulbasaur. It's kind of taken out all those things that a person could find annoying about Pokemon that yes. would stop them from playing it. This is the most vanilla Pokemon has ever been. There's yeah. not really anything to get offended about and other than perhaps achieved... difficulty. Yeah, they've achieved the goal. Yes. And could there even, you know, people like us who maybe a little turned off by the difficulty, maybe being a little bit too easy, still just enjoying the ride yes. of it. Uh, so I would like to commend, I think, Game Freak on this. Uh, yeah, me too. It's, it's very much a, hey, I want to do something else while I'm playing Pokemon thing. You're not, I don't feel that invested in terms of like my emotionalness of the because I've played through these games so much. But also, like... I still feel attached to my oh, Pokemon. Oh, no, don't get me wrong. I but think like, it still manages to succeed it doesn't, in that. It doesn't, like... I'm not that bothered about what I have in my party now. Okay. As much as I mm. perhaps would be mm. in previous games. I'm Is like, that okay. just because we're older? Maybe. Not? I, I don't, don't know. know. I'm not sure. Mm. But also, just, like... Physically, I, I'm, I'm not that like okay i need to pay attention to what i'm doing i can just go through but you don't need to no. because it's that easy you can pretty much uh cody was telling me he had a team of mostly poison pokemon yeah kind of replicate team rocket thing yeah and that doesn't matter really you can still get by mm -hmm. even if your team is quite weak yes. against many types, types yeah yeah, yeah so cool. yeah i think we've said all that we can say about the game now until maybe when either of us have completed it I we can give a yeah, maybe we can. I don't even think then, to be Final honest. Final impressions of the whole experience. I but... mean, I'm, I think it's safe to say I like it. I'm not oh. going to tell you to rush out and buy it. I don't think it's the, the greatest thing ever made because it, it's just treading old ground. But, you know, it does that really well and it's really charming in doing that. So if you like Pokemon Red, Blue or Yellow, then mm. go give it a go. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if you've got kids who you want to introduce to Pokemon because, it, honestly, like they will get it. No problem. Yeah. It's They'd cute. rather play this than play the original games. I yeah, think. for sure. Um, though, will it hold their attention as much as something like Fortnite? I don't know. But there we go. Very different games. Indeed. Fortnite, I can say Fortnite didn't hold my attention like Pokemon it does. held mine. I like Fortnite. Really? Yeah, I think Fortnite's fun. Maybe I didn't give it a chance to give it five minutes and so no. No, I should play it a couple of times. It's a good game. Um, it must be a good game for so many people to enjoy it. So I, I got down. I've never won a game of Fortnite. I got very close to winning a game of Fortnite. It is like the battle royale. Yes. And Fortnite. then I saw Fortnite. the high level of Fortnite play where someone mm. was literally shooting off a tower and building what all in like fluid motion. And I was like, oh my God, this these people are playing this religiously. And that can sometimes be the problem that if you try and get into a game that a load of people are already really adept at. It just also made me feel old, like in a way that Call of Duty never really does. Nah, because Call of Duty is, you know where you're at usually yeah. with Call of Duty. It's just, there was I've a not whole... played the new one with the Battle Royale mode. But... No. I hear it's really good. Yeah. 
Battlefield Five's uh, out as well, so I guess I'll be picking that up over the next couple of weeks. That's a lot of stuff, isn't there? There is. You, will you be picking up the new Fallout? I've I heard a lot yeah. of. Um, I will not be picking up the new Fallout. Negative I was, things. I was about open it. to it. Uh, however, I heard much like you very very negative things that it's a bit of a boring game not necessarily a terrible game but rather dull yes the um getting rid of all the uh npcs yeah npcs npcs yeah couldn't remember the abbreviation then uh has been detrimental perhaps to the game Mm -hmm. yeah i also hear that a lot of the quests are you know like the the stuff that happens when you're out and about in the world in destiny yeah. I hear it's just all of that. That is the game, just doing those like randomly generating spawn quests. Yeah. Some people there's gonna be a group of people who really get into it. I'm sure, you know, if they it. if they see of thieves it and they make it, you know, a, a games as a service thing where they update it up time and stuff, I'm sure it'll find its audience. I just not really that big on Fallout anyway, and then I heard it's a really bad version of Fallout, and I was like, okay, cool, and um, and I'm out. I don't need that it in my life. It seems ambitious when they're talking about it. E3. I like the I sound got, of an E3. I'm not even a Fallout fan. I was excited yeah, about it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Oh, well, I thought, well, so this it goes. sounds like a great vision. I can see the potential in this. Again, let's see if it's a games as a service thing. Maybe in a year's time, it'll be great. Game of the Year it. edition. Of, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, no, I mean, Fallout they, 76. they didn't really do that with Sea of Thieves, right? I still want to play Sea of Thieves. I still I, I'm still very curious about Sea of Thieves, yeah. having not played it at all. But then you could just get the Trial and Xbox Game Pass and try it out for free. Yeah, I could. I should probably do that. Yeah, I should probably do that too. But you don't play on your Xbox One much. I don't know. We were actually talking about this. I finally have a TV stand in my living room. So yeah. we were playing some Switch games on it just now. And I was saying maybe I should bring my Xbox One down here. But at the same time, I think I only have three games for my Xbox One. One is the Rare Replay Collection. Uh, and the other is Inside. And I bought something else that was originally only on. Oh, an Ori in the Blind Forest. There we yeah. go. Ori is the only one of those that is exclusive to that platform now. Mm-hmm. Well, Rare Replay Collection is just old games, but, you know, remastered like that. It and is I just exclusive. play whatever, you know. I, I, I've got slightly less games on Xbox One, but I still have a good chunk on there and a good chunk on PS4. Yeah. I have the one, Tom. That is that is it. That yeah. is the one game. But what were we playing on ah, the Switch, the Switch. Well, shall we start off talking about The Messenger? Yes, Which we is should. on sale now uh, in the... What would you call it? There's a sale on on the Switch at the minute it's around yeah. this Black Friday. Yeah, it's just like up to sixty percent off. And uh, the message has been discounted slightly. It's at a price now where I feel that yeah, I, I, I'm okay with that price. I would yeah. now I'm ready to buy the game that I'd heard so much about, and I have to say it's not disappointed. No, I I quite enjoyed it. You were like, oh, do you want to go the messenger? And I. I heard good things, and I was like, okay, it's supposed to be like Ninja Gaiden. Yes. I like Ninja Gaiden. Maybe I'll give this a go. Oh, I, do I need another one of these games? Turns out, Tom, I do. Yes. Uh, incredibly well made. Uh, it's how, It manages to, to pull it off it, it, with, with a plum. Yes. Uh, and I was saying to Matt, I think some of the uh, major appeal of the game is its humour as well. Yes. Uh, which takes a game which is already very good in gameplay and just gives it an extra appeal that yeah. not all these sort of retro remakes have no they don't have the personality and charm i think that well charm a lot of them are very charming yes. as we'll talk about the next game we're going to talk about mm-hmm. but uh this one plays so well and has a personality and i've heard you know there's a lot of variety in the game too the further you progress. Yeah, me too. I, I've I've heard nothing but good things. But as I said, I wasn't sure if I needed mm. another game like this. I was like, well, I've got all the Ninja Gaiden games. I've got all the Mega Man yeah. games. I've got Castlevania. Like, do I need to own a game that is essentially a love letter to those? And but I even I, playing just those first two stages, the variety and cleverness of the level design. Yes, uh, it's not even amazingly clever. It's just very on. It's just super intuitive. Like, Like you know what you're doing (sighs) immediately. Like, the controls are really nice and responsive. If you've ever played a game like that before, you feel immediately comfortable. Yeah, exactly. And it's not too difficult either. Like, for those of you out there who are intimidated by the words Ninja Ninja Gaiden Gaiden comparisons, you'd think this game would be incredibly difficult. But at least at this point in the game, 
it seems to have a good difficulty curve and sort of is easing you in. Well, yes. there's still some challenge there. It's not overwhelming. No, definitely not. Yeah. I mean, Matt, Matt was pulling it off pretty well. Better than I was first time I played it. I mean, like, I... I if you experience, so if you experience with retro platform games, then uh, this one's going to come quite naturally to you. Yes, and will feel nice. As you've said, a lot of humour in there as well. Like, as soon as I saw text boxes, I was like, oh, God, there's going to be writing in this yeah. game. And you hate, like, it dialogue. It proves if dialogue's good, Yeah. I don't mind reading it. I'm actually... I'm excited. I was telling Matt to talk to people. Yes. So we could read some of this uh, hilarious dialogue. And it's got that same level of humour that I associate mostly with games made by Rare. So Banjo-Kazooie. Yes. Uh, for example. Um, and Conker's Bad Fur Day as well. Mm -hmm. Things like that. So I would totally recommend this game. If, you, if you've been on the fence about it and wondered like Matt, is it worth getting another retro-styled platformer? This one is pretty much a cream of the crop, so it seems yes. so far. I I would totally agree. Music, let's just talk about the music slightly. Oh, the man, music is really incredibly good. catchy. Yeah. Even at first listen, yeah. it's very catchy. And it does things with the music occasionally when you go underwater, how it's like listening to it with earplugs in. Yeah. You know, it's... Yeah. It, nice tension to detail. Yeah, exactly. It just... <coughs> yeah. Going through the catacombs level, I was like, oh, this is very Castlevania. And then you talk with the shopkeeper even, and they're even joking about it. He's just like, oh, well, you know, it's a very standard thing. Yeah, and generic, the shopkeeper's yeah. like, cliched even. <laughs> and I was just like, oh. You... Yeah, this game knows what it is. Yes, And absolutely. because it knows what it is, it manages to pull it off uh, so well. Exactly. Uh, so much style. It's just a lot. Of good things going on in that game that I that's I'm how totally it introduces the mechanics to you. It's never overwhelming when you get upgrades. Yeah, uh, it, it it feels like a natural progression. Mm -hmm. the, you get the wall jump, and then they make the joke that oh, you thought you should have had the wall jump already. Yeah, you know, but it's nice the way it comes in slowly, and then deflecting uh, projectiles, and then you get some projectiles later on. And yes. Yeah, I find some games have so many mechanics. Now, I have to say that as much as I'm a Mario Rabbids game, mm -hmm. that has so many levels and depths to the gameplay, so many mechanics on top of mechanics, yeah. that I don't ever play that game to its full potential. No. Because I can't take in all the all the levels there are to it. Yes. Uh, and I was thinking about that in comparison. I know they're very different games to something like The Messenger, and The Messenger... Yeah, it, it doesn't overwhelm you with abilities right at the very beginning. You, no, it doesn't. You know, like a lot of these good platform adventure games are what they should do. Exactly. I'm just trying to see how many people made this game before we talk yeah, about the next Yeah, yeah, because one. I was saying to Matt before the podcast as well, because the other game we're going to talk about, I think, has a smaller team. Oh, it definitely does. Um, yeah, uh, from, the, from the looks of things, it seems <coughs> that... Are they working on a game with Oddworld Inhabitants called Oddworld Soulstorm? That's the uh, Abe's Exodus. Are this just that? This is, Sa this is Sabotage Studios. This oh, is the people right. who made um, The Messenger. Okay, because I know Just Add Water were the ones responsible for bringing New and Tasty together. Yes. And... Oh, okay, no, another... this, this seems to be a new, new Oddworld game, not just No, like... no, Soulstorm is a remake of Exodus. That's oh, what okay. it's called. Interesting. Yeah, it's like New and Tasty is Abe's Odyssey under yeah. a different... Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. I see. Yeah, but uh, I, I really enjoyed the time of The Messenger. Um, yeah. Another game I've had on my Switch yeah. since it launched on the 30th of October, but this is the first time I've sat down with my Switch in front of a TV and I was like, okay, I want to play this, is a game called uh, Save Me Mr. Taco. Uh, Tasuko Keta Taco-san. Uh, it's got a Japanese title as well. It's actually a French game, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's, it seems um, that way from the people involved with it. It's developed by a guy um, <laughs> called uh, Christopher uh, Galetti. I think I'm, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, and I've been following this game for a very long time because it has a retro Game Boy aesthetic. And you being the Game Boy. That floats my boat. Um, yeah. So I remember talking with him... About four years ago, I think. Uh, he's a very young dude. I think he's only in his early 20s. I did not realize um, you'd have spoken with this gentleman. And when he was first developing it, I think it was originally supposed to be just a Flash game, just like a small mm. like indie project. And then he had started working, I think, on a version of it for the Wii U. 
Um, and then he... I feel like a lot of people working on version of things for the Wii U. Yes. Uh, at but one point, and yeah. then moved to the Well, Switch. I mean, you know, like, uh, Nintendo was very much um, into the idea of getting people to develop for that platform, if you remember, in the time when there was nothing coming out. There was only indies, pretty much, other than Nintendo titles on the Wii U. So I think he was part of that wave, mm. uh, though don't quote me on that. That's just my assumption looking Which at I his Twitter think, feed. Which I still think, you know, was, was quite a success. You know, we got Shovel Knight on the Wii U. Yes. And uh, we got Freedom Planet on the Wii U. And there's lots of great um, indie games for that system. Still. Yes, yes, yeah. there is. Uh, but uh, Save Me, Mr. Taco is a game, essentially it's based, uh, you are a... A little octopus, um, much like... A little octopus. A little octopus. Um, oh, God, what are they called? I can't... I was it reminded to... me of the octopus in Proteus. Yes, it does, saying. but it's because it's based on... Uh, what the hell are the they mascot? called? Japanese snack, octopus, balls. Ah, I can't remember oh, what they're called, even though I've eaten them. Uh, yeah, they're called uh, takoyaki. There oh, we go. oh yes. there you go, because they're balls made of octopus. Yes, and he is a little octopus, an octopus ball, ball man. Ball How, man. However, when you go to <laughs> shops that sell takoyaki in Japan, mm. they all have this little a little squid that looks like yeah. the Parodia squid, which is why um, that is a very common aesthetic. Sure, sure. So this is a, a character... It is the game, and what unique mechanics does this game have? Is it a platform game? It is you? a platform game of sorts. So, like, yes. it it draws its inspiration from a lot of different places, I would say. And again, I've not talked with Christopher about this, so I, I'm not going. Oh, I mean, I've talked to him in see... passing, but he, looking at the game, I would say he's taken a lot of inspiration from The Legend of Zelda, especially Link's Awakening. The Game Boy. Yes, the Game Boy Zelda title. There is a lot of Kirby's adventure in there, actually. More than Dreamland, I would say. More than Dreamland, yeah, I'd say that. With the um, sort of hub world. Yeah, and how that rolls out. You were actually quick to draw comparisons to uh, Wonder Boy and Monster Land as well. Yes, I felt like the idea of going to buildings and talking to people and then... The emphasis on platforming, you know, it had elements of that. Yeah. But it isn't quite RPG, is it? You're not, like, buying items and... Well, not yet, at not least. Yet. I have it been saving go. up gems, so oh, maybe right. that'll come into play later. But it has got lives, and there's a one-hit-and-death mechanic, which is, is okay. There's short levels. It, it did yeah. kind of annoy me the one or two times. It was like, oh, I was right at the end. If I had any annoyance for the game, it would be, oh, yeah. one-hit kill. Oh, that felt a bit... I did get a hat, Annoying. though, because that, that's a, a Kirby-esque thing yes. in this game, is that there are hats that you can wear. And give you different abilities. They give you different abilities. So I was wearing an archer hat, which allowed me to fire um, a Arrows bow. in a similar way to Towerfall. Yes. So, well, I mean, not. I don't I don't think there's any no, of that, okay, like, mechanics or physics. You're just yeah. pulling. You're just yeah, trying to pull more I'm references. saying the arrows themselves, the size of them and the emphasis on them felt a bit Towerfall, but... Uh, you don't jump on the arrows or anything. I like think that. they're more a Kirby reference, okay. but I'm not too sure on that one. But scratch the Towerfall yeah. reference. But um, I also got like a friendship hat that essentially allowed me to take two hits, so they kind of rectified that pretty uh, easily. Yeah, on. it did seem like after the initial first level, the game does sort of do a lot of different things. Yes, that it didn't do initially. No, yes. uh, it starts you off by pretty much say like, well, it starts you off in a weird way. It starts you off on like a boat. In, a, in the middle of an octopus rebellion, which yeah. is felt very much to me like for whom the frog bell tolls, yeah. actually. And then well, you're on a... It's probably a, an influence. You're on a beach, and you get a, a Link's Awakening-style title crawl mm. thing, which is very interesting as well. And then uh, you're, you're in these small little vignette stages, and you use your ink by pressing... I think it's B. I'm oh, not yeah. that familiar with the the switch controls off the top of my head, but you shoot ink, and then that freezes enemies, and then you can use them as platforms, which yeah, is kind of a nice timing mechanic. timing you freezing them yes. in order to make the jump. However, by the time I'd beaten the first boss, which is like a, a golem, it's called, of the, of Quite the Kraken. Easy first boss. Yeah, very you easy first boss. You had the power boss. up, you had the arrows. So I did, yeah, so help. I was shooting him in the eye, and I... Then again, like Kirby is a quite... A, Relatively easy first yeah. boss as well, doesn't it? So. I mean, like, Kirby's, I, to be honest, other than King DDD, I think... Bosses a lot of... in Kirby. Well, there's some that are a little bit 
No, maybe. I but... can't think of a specific Kirby game now, but I did. Yes. Let's see. There's lots of Kirby games that kind of mesh into one sometimes for me. I mean, yeah, they they kind of take that Zelda SK. Hey, we're retelling the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Thing very liberally because you always fight the same bosses and you're yeah. always. You always beat up Wispy Woods. Poor bloody tree, Tom. Yeah. That's all I have to say. No, but I, I was enjoying it. it. It got very puzzly in a way that I was like, oh, maybe you said even that a Game Boy Color's aesthetics may have been a bit made this a bit more easier because yeah, then you'd be able to tell. it looks like um, an original Game Boy game. So yes. the default palette is a sort of greenish, yellowish yes. thing. But you can put uh, filters on it, as we found out. Yeah, we did before which, we stopped playing it. Which are very much like if you took an uh, original Game Boy game and played it on a color, you yes. could apply different filters yeah but you were saying like oh god it's so weird to play a game in this that in this aesthetic and for it not to be like square four by three yeah and then after we did that we realized we could actually resize the game to be that size and then put a super game boy border on it and i was just like oh this is amazing yeah yeah they, they've pretty much nailed that game boy feel i'd say to the point where this could be a game boy game Do you, oh. would you say well maybe you're a right. little bit more experienced okay with game boy so than it takes a lot of the charm <laughs> visually yes i would totally agree that this could probably work on a game boy however there's a lot going on like in terms of like the puzzle switches and stuff that i just don't think a game boy would be able to handle okay like okay it's, it's a... similar when we're talking about the messenger actually and i say oh look it looks like they've used the same colors of yeah. an nes but actually, in truth, there's more colours. It's going for... I think both games, actually, yeah. are going for the feeling of playing one of those games like you remember one of those games mm, being. Like an enemy being like primarily one colour. Yes. Uh, but what is odd is in the messenger, the, the character himself, is a couple of different colours. Yes. Whereas Ninja Gaiden, I think you're a couple of shades of blue aren't you or something mm -hmm. like but then like your because they can only i think it's only oh i can't remember how many colors you can render on and yes it doesn't matter you because of the colors in the ryu uh sprite it essentially it dictates the other colors that can be in the world around him mm. Because you can only have yeah. a limited amount of colours in sprites and backgrounds. Something doesn't feel quite exactly the same, but it's close enough to give you that feel. Yes, and yeah. if you if you are not a die-hard retro gamer, you're not even going to notice these things because it's the visual aesthetic that draws you But that you is in. also part of the appeal. Yes. So if you like NES games, and I've heard that it does change up later on, the Messenger, yeah. to resemble more 16-bit games as well, um, you're going to have extra appreciation for sure think, for the game for sure and same with the uh, taco yeah save me octopus mr taco fellow yes octopus fellow uh, if you like game boy games then yeah this will no i i do feel... recommend checking it out it's a pretty it's a pretty affordable game as is the messenger at the moment on sales yeah so. yeah we were, we were talking about this is like uh, messenger is very sort of like triple a indie yeah that's a that's a weird thing which though, must where... have had a reasonably sized team whereas uh I can't say it again. God, save me, Mr. Taco. Save me, Mr. Taco. Yeah. Is obviously a smaller team. What is one man? It's, it's one man. Okay. Yeah. So, um, someone else did the music, uh, which is beautiful. The, yes. Also. The... And both games have really nice music. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're different types of indie games. Not, you can't just like label indie games. No. Because you have different tiers of indie games, different kind of. Uh, development teams and uh, and that's not to say there's anything wrong with that like it's no. just there's a there's an incredible effect in the price yeah well. it is usually impacted in the price and the length of the game i would yeah. say also yes. because yeah. you've told me that the messenger is actually i feel the messenger game, is quite long which is yeah. maybe not something i actually want yeah i don't know i don't know how i feel because i enjoyed my this time i played it well i remember about what i heard you know, a fair few months ago at the Messenger. Yeah. There is a lot of gameplay there. Um, it's got to be because it's you know, it's got two aesthetics going on. So technically, and the gameplay changes within that second aesthetic, which yeah. is all 16 bits. So I'm guessing it's pretty big. Uh, yeah. And you don't usually expect, actually, Game Boy games can be quite long, can't they? They can. Depending on what they are. So the Messenger seems to be about 11 hours, according well, to go. how that's long That's quite a long beat. game. It is, But yeah. it's actually quite a good... In terms of long games, that's uh, a good time for a long game, in my opinion. Yes. Yeah? Uh, see me, Mr. Taco doesn't say on uh, the old how long to beat. 
So no. I will I will well, have you, to report it. Add that in later. Yes, I will. But it's probably not as long as a messenger. No, I don't think Especially so. Especially if it shares a lot in common with things like Kirby. You know, Kirby games aren't known for their extreme length. No, they're not. Uh, but you know, they don't outstay their welcome. But they're full either, of charm, so and they you are. Know, you, yeah. Yeah, but let's see. I, I look forward to playing more of it. It's pretty good. Yeah, it was. I was having some issues with the junk bin actually, which was doing my head in a little bit. But then I realised it was actually me being an idiot and hiding my Joy-Con behind my leg. We assume. Yes. Yes. I'm pretty sure it was because once I repositioned myself, it all felt fine. But yeah, look forward to playing some more of it. I'm probably going to buy the Messenger as well, so I'll get into that too. Yeah. Was the time, Tom Parry? Too many games. So game I don't have any time for, Tom Parry. Red Dead. I, I've I come... feel like bringing that back up again. <laughs> I know I've come. I've come to the conclusion I'm going to sell Red Dead. I don't care. Wow. Yeah. I. You really mustn't have any interest in returning. to I it. really like the story. I feel like I could watch that online and not have to play the game and get annoyed by the controls. Well, everyone will agree in the controls. Uh, our friend, good friend Toby Brown's been playing the game yeah. as well, and she will agree with the controls. Right but also, she really likes the game. She's very into it and played it for many, many hours. Yeah. As have, I think, other people uh, yes. we know who have been playing the game. So it surprises me I that hate you don't the controls. have... It's the, it's the controls. It is absolutely... But most people seem to be struggling through... Well, just putting up with the controls because everything else I just, is so impressive. I just... I can't impressive. do it. Yeah. I just... I, I honestly... Is there not a point maybe where you played it so much and then even though there's frustration with the controls, you kind of get a better grasp of them and if you see how Tom, long have you played it i've played it for about six hours okay well six hours is quite a long time quite, six hours is quite a long time however i moved in the time in between and i haven't yeah. touched it for two weeks i don't feel but like that I'm can't missing just anything. be the controls can it it must be because i fucking love the story i think the story is yeah. really interesting i just I, I think maybe you should maybe give it another chance maybe try I, it again and see if it I pulls you back in i don't know if i need you to, might Tom. regret it I might, but again, I could just watch the story and get everything I'm probably going to get out of that game anyway. Okay. I Well, that's fair enough. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's Pinnacles, right? There's The Witcher 3 exists, which for me is the best open world story I've ever had in a game. But uh, The Witcher, there weren't issues with the controls? Or... No. No. They were pretty fucking standard, and they worked. Yeah. Like, it wasn't the best game to play. Mm. This I was definitely there for the story, but like, the controls were at least responsive. At least I knew what I was doing. At least I didn't jump off my horse and accidentally shoot yeah. someone in the face. I think it's because I'm thinking this about Red Dead is they've added so many levels to the uh, realism that things suffer slightly because they've no. had to add... Because Red Dead originally, yeah. Red Dead Redemption, wasn't that bad with its controls. Yeah. But this one's got more uh, to it and there's more things you can do and have the controls been sacrificed in order to give you more options. There is just some real dumb shit that yeah. does it. Right then, R1 is yeah. the button to fire your gun yeah. and also the button to interact with people. Yeah, yeah. Now, there's a I've tried issue. to talk to people. It said interact and it's not responded and I fucking shot people. And mm. then my meter goes down and then I'm wanted and I'm like, oh, mm. now I need to run around for half an hour. Great, cool. And with this point brought up in many reviews, critics' reviews of I, games... I think so. I think this, everyone... It seems to have glowing reviews, yet it seems to also have this kind of nearly crippling uh, control I issue. hate it, honestly. Yeah. Like, I just really, really dislike <laughs> the controls. Uh, I, and honestly, like, I, I think the story, I think what I've played of the story and the characters and stuff are really engaging. We talked mm. about it, like, two podcasts ago. But it's constantly frustrating you, therefore... You it don't just feel pisses you can... me off every time I play it, and it's got this weird level of, like, Bethesda jank in the background oh. where I can be in a cutscene and I can see, like, a deer get caught on a tree and jib. And really? it really takes me out of it. Really? Yeah, it's happened mm. a couple of times. Mm. Not, not a fan. Not a fan. Matt Ball is not a fan of Red Dead Redemption Two. Nope. Uh, he goes on record saying this. Yes. And he's even considering selling his copy of the game. I well, I'm I'm thinking of selling it because everyone in your mother has bought this game, so I'm sure in like a year or two I'll be able to pick it up for nothing anyway. 
So mm, I'm maybe. thinking of getting while they're game going. Game of the year good. edition they did with Rhythm Red there. Oh, well, I'm absolutely sure they're going to do a with, game of the year edition. When they do I'm, their undead uh, add-on. Yeah, but I mean, so. like, I see copies of Grand Theft Auto Five already in the charity shop for the PS4. Really? So, you can buy that new pack 20 quid a yeah. minute. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely that game so old, though, really. Yeah. It's just a great game, but that was on PS3 and Xbox yeah, it was. 360. Yeah, it's still demanding quite a reasonable price because it's very good and it's Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Which Red Dead may have the same. Red Dead Redemption was always quite... I loved, I loved Red Dead Redemption, but Red Dead Redemption felt very contemporary, whereas I think a lot of the stuff that this is trying to do feels very dated. Mm. Just even around the standardization of controls, and it's just like I don't know. I, I half of me thinks it's just arrogance of Rockstar of going like, "Hey, well, this is Grand Theft, how Grand Theft Auto controls." Enough people play Grand Theft Auto, and I'm like, "Yeah, but mm. I don't like Grand Theft Auto well, anyway." I think I've definitely focused on making it look and feel like, but really honestly. Next Honestly, gen. they could have just fixed the controls, given like more traditional control options, and mm. it would be a much better game mm. for it. Mm. It's still going to win Game of the Year with everyone because it's Rockstar. You think there's the potential that they could patch the game to change aspects. That would be a huge aspect to change, I imagine. Yes, because uh, that is how you interact with the game. Yeah, if you change the way you interact with the game. I've never. I don't know if there's ever been a oh, patch man. which just, I would, done that before. Yeah, but I mean, like other games do it. Other games give you the ability to like map buttons. Yes. Like if I played this on the PC, yeah. it would all be on keyboard, so I could map the buttons however could the fuck I wanted to. The PC version, when it, there are rumblings of this, so I yeah. don't know if it's been confirmed yeah, I've heard or not. There's yet. rumblings of it. Could be the definitive version for this potentially, reason, maybe. Yeah, alone. potentially. Or maybe the graphics would even be even better on PC. That's I usually the case, so, yeah. isn't it? Uh, yeah, maybe you get the PC version down the line if maybe. you have that option. I maybe. I think I would enjoy it more. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So that's it. That's You've it said for your me. bit on I've Red said Dead. my bit on Red Dead. Yeah. Who knows? By the so next time we podcast, piece. I may not even own the game anymore. Wow. Let's know what you think. I will. Over on Twitter. You yeah. can talk to us both on there, either through the Tom. I said, no, we'll do it at the end. Exactly. Stop it. You're burying the lead. Uh, what? I've... Go, go on. on. Yeah, go on. Go, Tell us. Well, what have you been buying and playing? Burp, burp, burp. I've been playing Injustice 2. Oh, really? A game that's been on my list of games to get for a while. I was holding off for the um, definitive, definitive edition. Ed- is it called? Legendary yeah. edition, okay. it might be called. Um, but this has never been at a price where I felt it was tempting enough. Okay. I saw it for 150 kroner here in Denmark. On the Xbox One? Or? On the Xbox One, I decided to get it for. Because I have the original Injustice on PS4. So yeah. I thought, I'm going to get this for Xbox One. Um. Nice little package for the for the money, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, the game has been available, I think, Black Friday, Black Friday sales in the UK for £25, yeah. which I thought was quite a good offer. Yeah. But 150 kroner is even better. Yes. You get a lot in there. You get all the add-on content for the game, as Ninja far as I'm aware. Turtles. Which includes Ninja Turtles, which is one of the big selling points of the game for me. Which is weird, because it's Injustice. But there we go. Yeah, and you've got Hellboy in there as well. You've yeah. got Sub-Zero and uh, yeah. Raiden. Well, I mean, they make sense. Yes, but I don't think they've been in Injustice before. No, but I mean, you know, they're Mortal Kombat characters. Mm. Of course it makes sense to mm. have them. It's a great-looking game, and there's great attention to uh, detail and also inventiveness in the special moves. Uh, it's very reminiscent of the last Mortal Kombat yeah. in a great way. Because I think the original Injustice was good, but then when Mortal Kombat 10 or X came yeah. out, it was like, oh, well, this is really good. If only Injustice felt like this, and yeah. now this is the result of that. Yes. So if you really like that Mortal Kombat game and you want more of that sort of thing, which mm-hmm. is slightly less violent, yes. it's still very violent, but there's not the blood or the bone cracking that you okay. get with Mortal Kombat. Uh a great choice of characters, I'd say, as well, because there's ones you might not necessarily have thought of. I like think who? Atom's quite fun, because yeah. he's a lot like Ant-Man. He mm-hmm. can grow big and grow small, and there's a lot of fun ways you can play. Scarecrow, as yeah. well, from Batman, is in there. There's a lot of characters that I'm not so familiar with uh, at DC, like Firestorm. Uh, Robin's got a sword in this. Yeah. Uh, you get the main ones, like Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman. They've, they, of course, I guess they've got to be... Yeah. In there, Justice League characters, Cyborg, Flash. Um, there's some dark, dark side. Yeah, so, yeah, he's in there. Uh, there's a lot of variety. 
Okay. To the characters, cheetah. Yeah. I. This she's is, a, a lady. She's a lady cheetah. Yes. Character. Uh but yeah, it, it plays really well, and yeah, it's a small combat with superheroes. I don't know. What... Yeah, yeah. But it, that's good. Yes. I can't comment on the single player, but if it's anything like original Injustice, that was very much applauded for its story mode. Yes. Um, the dialogue between characters is great because everyone has... They seem to have unique interactions depending yeah. who's okay, cool. fighting against who. Uh, it's a really enjoyable game. I was playing it with uh, with a friend, Cody, uh, and his wife, Nan, was there as well. And she was saying, oh, why didn't we get this instead of Marvel vs. Capcom? Ah, uh, okay, uh, yeah. So, obviously, to her, like uh, maybe a more exciting, more entertaining yeah. game. Because mm-hmm. I, I think Cody wasn't that impressed with Marvel vs. Capcom no. Infinite. And I, I don't still, think everybody was. No, I still need to get that from the library so I can beat the story. But the story's really good in that. And I do think the gameplay holds up pretty well. But there's a spectacle to uh, this one. Yeah, that's not there with... There's not quite there with Marvel vs. Capcom. But, you know, you should know what you're getting with Marvel vs. Capcom, I guess. Yeah. You know, it's it's similar to the other games, just in mm-hmm. 3D. The older games. Yeah. Um, but I can recommend Injustice 2. Uh, because it's better than Justice One, because of how good uh, Neverrealm managed to make Mortal Kombat Ten. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a glowing review then. Maybe I'll pick that up. Yeah, I, I, I mean, getting it for hundred and fifty, I'd say that's well worth your money. But you have to be a fighting game fan. Yes. Of you know, course. it's all very combo based. <sighs> but I mean, you know, I can slap it down on easy and enjoy the story anyway. I'm sure. I'm sure you can do that as well. Yeah. Uh, but it's great where you can have to be Superman. You can punch someone through the ceiling and then fly through the sky and yeah. do your combos. Oh, just and then like, just like in your favourite Superman and... film, you can punch him through buildings. That's great, isn't it? My favourite. What, what, what oh, Man that? of Steel. No, it's not my favourite Superman What do you mean, film? Tom? Man? You love that film. You don't no. stop going on about it. Yeah. Anyway, should we move on? <laughs> you should. Um, <laughs> yeah, I haven't, I haven't bought and played anything else. Um my my copy of the Tetris Effect I was hoping would be here this week, but alas, it'll be next ah, week now. So now, the curious thing has occurred with this Tetris yeah. Effect because I thought it was only available uh, in the US. Yeah. Yeah. There's copies appeared on eBay recently, which have uh, Euro ratings on. Oh, interesting. But they seem to be very popular, and they seem to be going for reasonable amounts of money, like the US yes. copy has been. So somewhere in Europe, hmm. I think the game has been released physically. Yeah, this is the thing that's doing my head in now yeah. because you like for a whole generation almost of consoles, I never saw this disparity in like all oh, certain markets in Europe are getting certain games. Like everything physically. would come out everywhere. Yeah, there's this some sometimes you get a physical version, but only in certain countries. Uh, Blade Strangers on the Switch got physical version in the US, but not in the UK. It was only available yeah. for download. I mean, that's not is, that uncommon, though. Like, that's why that's I have... That's what happened with the uh, Tetris effect. But yeah. now it seems to be even more complicated because some of Europe... Well, I mean, this is how it. it used to be, Tom. Like, this is generally in a nutshell. Oh, it's actually Germany. Germany, get it's it. Germany. That's where they're all coming from. Yep. Um, I'm going to Germany on the weekend. That's annoying because I would just bought one there. Oh, Never mind. Buy me one. <laughs> I'm I'm bidding on one or looking at one. Oh, to well, bid. at least my box will be in English. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is a thing that's like existed since the dawn of time. This is why certain NES games are rarer than others. For example, Gimmick only came out in Scandinavia. Oh, go. uh, Gargoyle's Quest so only came out in certain countries. Thing. No, it isn't. Uh, but it, it fucked off for ages. Like, this wasn't a thing for a long, long time. And well, yeah, who makes that choice there? Well, whoever's publishing the game. Th- this is going to be huge in Germany. We should do physical copies for Germany, but not for UK, Denmark. Well, yeah, pretty much. Like, you know... It's, Germany's a big market. It is a huge market. It's just the way anything works. It's people look at... What about Russia? Does Russia get a physical version? I don't know if Russia gets Home a physical Home of Tetris? Copy. I assume so. Um, but people look at what's going to sell and what's not. It's like there's... Um, I can't remember. I wanted to get something for the Switch and I couldn't find it here and I asked in GameStop and they're like, oh, no, we haven't got it. It's not in our system. It's probably not coming out in Denmark. And I was like, oh, great. So I had to order your farm. Mm, it's like movies, UK. though, isn't it? Coming out different times yeah. in Denmark or not. Or movies coming out in Denmark and they're not in the UK or vice versa. And, you know... Um, what well, we've experienced yeah. ourselves. But, I mean, you know. you know, we've also got, like, 8 million people and your mum uh, doing small, like, run publishing the Switch games now. 
Yeah, yeah, the things that don't make any sense that are getting limited, getting sorry, physical releases. Yeah, because everyone's trying to chase that money. And something as big as Tetris yeah. can't get a worldwide physical release. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it depends on who's publishing it. Depends on all of these things, yeah. and they're like, oh, maybe Tetris hasn't got the legs to do this. In all fairness, well, the last version of Tetris, the PS3, yeah, did not get a physical release. Well, no, it's probably because te- physical copies of Tetris don't sell. Hmm. However, you know, Tetris is very much an old school game. For the Tetris collectors. Chances are people like yourself and myself who like physical copies. Who have been buying Tetris games for years and have uh, a few of them. Are probably going to buy another physical copy of a Tetris game. However, my wife, for example, who is super into Tetris herself, probably wouldn't have. No, if, well, if, if you were a games collector or not, you know, it depends what you're. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like my my on. wife has bought Tetris like ever since I've known her on phones and yeah. everything. Yeah. She doesn't care if she's got a physical copy of Tetris. Yeah, I like, guess it's deemed one of those games which people don't tend to mind. No, exactly. It's quite a reasonably small size usually to download. Yeah. Uh, I I'm guilty of actually buying um, Puyo Puyo Tetris. Yeah. Digitally. You did, yeah. Yeah. Why am I complaining about not getting exactly. a physical version of Tetris You're to blame. Effect? You're to blame. I think it's when something like Tetris Effect is £35 to download. Yeah. Uh, then you kind of think, well, I wouldn't mind a box. Well, I, I think, to be honest with you, that's probably why traditionally Tetris games don't sell is probably because a physical version is probably more expensive than a downloadable version. And then people go, well, I, I'm going to walk into a game store I'm going to buy something for myself. I'm not going to pay 35 quid for Tetris. That's just blocks falling. And then they walk away and they buy something else. That's just blocks falling. That's just blocks falling. I don't think we'll be able to say that. Once we play Tetris Effect... Oh, I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm going to be playing Tetris Effect when I get it in VR. I, Yeah, fuck you and your VR headset, Tom Parry. I will probably I have decided I needed to have a VR headset and went all out and I, I purchased one. Good. Good for you. It is for my Christmas present to myself. Like my my Nintendo Switch was last year. I'm going to buy myself a Lego Voltron. That's going to be my Christmas present to myself. I'd rather have a PlayStation VR. I mean, me too. That's a lovely model. I'd I'd also like to build a Voltron. Yeah. yeah. So let's see. I I might pick up a PS VR if they. There's some great deals on at the moment 180 with a couple of games. And the PlayStation World is in there as well. You get the new camera. I don't know if you care about that, but it's uh, more flexible it. than the old one. I saw in Germany they had a deal for 200 euro with yeah. uh, the camera and move remotes, actually, but yeah. no, no Do you copy. need move remotes? You got them? I have them, but yeah. I, I, I've heard rumblings that older PS3 move remotes, unless you've like kept them in really good nick, probably won't charge. So you might want to check that out because you may have to spend 60 quid now on move remotes. No, no, mine are pretty good. I've got like four it's of them. Because you use them on bloody time, yeah, it's true. I've got them somewhere. They're somewhere. I've got a box of them somewhere. I haven't tried them out though. I never did. I was like, oh, great, cool. I well, love those. So when that PSVR comes out, Blast Process was very into the. Uh, move, I remember. And we did a lot of uh, videos when the move came out. We were supporters. We've always been supporters of the. Uh, well, I, I mean, I know new... I, you forced me to play several light gun games with the move. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It I could always... be Mad Dog McCree is available. Oh, Mad Dog McCree. Uh, but yeah, we've always championed these odd uh, play peripherals. peripherals. We did the Wee Jog. That yes. video is not available on Blast Pro anymore. I don't know what happened to that one. Really? It's pretty good. That disappeared. That I quite enjoyed yeah, that one. We played Resident yeah. Evil 4 with Wee Jog. I remember. We played uh, No More Heroes. Yeah, I remember. I remember <laughs> watching it. Oh, well. That's how it goes. Oh. You bought anything else other than your PSVR yeah, headset? Yeah, I did, actually. Oh, yeah, I purchased a couple of game, oh, a GameCube game. I got um, uh, uh, Baldur's Gate, Dark Alliance. All oh, right, okay. For the GameCube. Yeah. And also... Uh, I had a copy of that for the PS2 you could have had. Oh, oh well. Yeah, never mind. Uh, got on GameCube. Uh, hey. B- Battalion Wars 2 for the Wii. Yeah. Got that as well. Yeah, hey, are you? That's good. Um, yeah. There's just a couple of games there. Uh, I can't recall anything else, really, at the moment. No. no. I bought an odd um, bootleg for the for the Game Boy from Syntax, another English treasure um, uh, of Spider-Man 3. Um it's actually based on Spider-Man 1, but they just threw a 3 behind it for no oh. reason. So I look forward to playing that on a future episode of By Curious. Uh, I played a little bit of it. I'm glad um, I look forward to. It's as wooden as you would expect a syntax platformer to be. So look forward to me playing that one. Mm-hmm. That's it for me. Uh, I haven't got any more. I, I had to play games before this podcast, so I had something to talk about because I've, I've been in the throes of this writing thing. 
So, yeah, uh, I will tell you now where you can tell us what you think about whatever you wanted us to want them, to them to tell us about. I forgot what it was. Oh, my gosh. What, what, where are we going with this? Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, tell us about anything you like. Um, yes, well, we had a few topics on the show today that uh, we asked for your feedback on. Please get get in touch. You exactly. Know, if you have any strong feelings about anything that we've talked about in this episode. Tom's hair, his robotic voice, anything. His VR headset. I've seen my hair. What's up my hair? I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, What's wrong I, with my hair, man? I'm not, I'm not saying anything. I'm just asking the listeners what their opinion is. Okay. Yeah. Um, for, you can... Uh, comment on my gibbering. Quite long. Uh, it is quite long. Yeah. It needs a cut. I'm wearing my glasses on my forehead. You can tell me what yeah. you think about that at TMACast on Twitter. Uh, you can also tell me individually at Gameboil or Tom. You can comment over his hair at TomParry11. Um, you can listen Tom to podcasts in a variety of places, such as on TomMattAttack.com forward slash podcast, on BlastProcess.com, also in iTunes and Stitcher, quite wherever flat. you get your podcasts. It is. If you like this podcast, you can give us a cheeky rate and subscribe while you're in iTunes and uh, let us know you listen. It's always appreciated until the week after next, I would assume, because you're traveling home next weekend, right? Next Saturday, I travel home. Yeah, yes, well... Yes, probably not free next weekend. No, I would assume you want to go home and like have a life and settle back down and get ready for uh, Christmas. I'll let you know if anything changes. Yeah. Uh, if maybe, I decide, I don't want to yeah. I mean, life. you're getting a double yeah. whammy this week anyway. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but yeah, we'll probably be back the week after that. Maybe I'll actually have a nicer microphone by then so these podcasts won't sound so garbled over the internet. But let's see. Until then, though, um, you lovely, lovely people, be sure, as always, to game on. Game on.